Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, peace, peace, peace. Um, doing a sound check to make sure I can be heard, but we are live, if I can, right here on the My Charlie Coast Radio Network, and <clears throat> you have entered into the best time of your week, only you've done it ahead of time. We uh, get on here every week and we discuss the planetary transits in the week ahead and how they impact you. Um, individually, your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, and you know we 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 can't we haven't been stopped. <laughs> Although some may have tried, it this has, effort has not been able to be stopped. And I'm so um, overjoyed to be back with you all once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your listenership. Thank you, thank you, thank you for. Uh, all my mama's babies, my clients that just keep me going. Um, we are really sharpening each other in, in a myriad of ways, and <clears throat> it's just an honor to serve. It really, really, truly is. Um, shout out, obviously, and always to our righteous divine ancestors for without um, whom we would not. Shout out to Brother Ampu, our fearless leader, leading the charge, leading the way <laughs> of the entire My Child's Coach network and team. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Ampu. And with that, ladies and gents, we are jumping into the week for April the 10th, going into um, that Sunday going into the 16th Saturday, and you can clearly see in the description box for the episode um, what we're going to dig into today. Um, I always kind of just touch on where we are at the moment. Um, it's a beautiful thing to be living in this day and time. It's a beautiful uh, op- and divine opportunity to be Experiencing the moon in Aries as of early this rising, 1.46 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can hear all about what we're going through right now through the end of the week. Um, we end the week on Saturdays here, um, and you can hear all of that in the episode information for the show prior to this one. Um, as I think about it, I did not update that link, um, but it's the show uh, for last week. Uh, on March the 30th, covered this week, April 3rd through the 9th. 
But back to the moon being in Aries, wow, y'all feel the shift? Y'all feel the shift from, you know, last weekend when I was describing the moon being in Pisces and and, and closing that out and the moon going void after that and, and then mark on right now, the moon being in Aries, the moon shifting into a whole new zodiac cycle from Aries through Pisces and it starts now. Um, the new moon being in Aries right here on tomorrow rising, 6.24 a.m. Central Standard Time. And the key is, as I pointed out last week, this new moon is exactly 6.24. Well, the moon goes void not even two hours after that. So right now, as of 1.46 a.m. Central Standard Time this rising, this has been the time. This is the time. The time is now. Aries comes to teach us about the early bird getting the worm. We're not waiting on anything. We are initiating moves. We're making power moves. We're making courageous and bold moves. And we've got the moon on our side right now. It's it's a new moon. It's a dark moon. It's that, that emptiness that within the moon phases and cycles where something new can be initiated. Something new can be planted. Something new can be inspired within us and through us to carry us through these these next 12 cycles of the moon, to carry us through um, this new moon and airy season through the next two weeks on the short term and six months on the long term. So, I mean, it's just a beautiful, wonderful, powerful time. Aries is a fire sign, and so everybody's allowing to the degree that everyone is allowing their passion, their fire to burn and be ignited and reignited for who they truly are. The Aries lesson is self. The Aries lesson is me. The Aries lesson is I. The Aries lesson is me first. There is no others without me. Can't put a gas mask on somebody if I haven't put one on myself or else I'll be passed out. And so there, it's just a beautiful energy, this Aries moon. Last week, of course, I dug into it quite in depth, so you can go back and listen to that and just get a refresher on this energy. And you'll know that if you're flowing within this energy, if you're letting your fire burn, your passion burn for who you are, for where you're headed, for what your goals are, what you're setting out to do, what your truest desires are, then you are in the flow. You are in the vein. You are right where you're supposed to be. Um, Aries represents the beginning of spring. So if you're feeling like you're springing out or springing into the newness, Uranus is in Aries right now. So there's a really strong moon tomorrow as well. And so uh, if you are feeling like you're breaking through and breaking forth and breaking new ground and breaking out, then you are in the flow of the energy right now. Um, Aries is the very first sign. It, it, it's all about first. It's all about starting something. It's uh, it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's an edgy, cutting edge, uh, spark. You know all these words that 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 really bring forth the essence of this Aries energy. Um, that we should all be moving, emphasis and keyword on the moving, Mars the charge. And so make sure, um, you know, um, Aries is ruled by Mars as well. So that's bringing the sexual element into the picture. That's bringing that element of passion, 
fire into the equation. And so um, it's just a beautiful moon, guys. It's a beautiful moon to um, just having passing over the next couple of days. It's a beautiful moon to have a new moon and the very first new moon of the new zodiac year. This new moon sets off all the rest of the 12 new moons, 12 or 13, depending. So, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it, it's beautiful along with Uranus because while we're all in this mode of doing something new, uh, even if you're doing something new within the context of an old situation, uh, it's, it's a beautiful um, energy because we're all doing something new together. So it makes it a lot less stressful and awkward, not to mention um, what I touched on regarding uh, the new moon last week when I was um, referencing how the Uranus-Pluto square that is now separating within a two-degree orb, um, it separates. But what is coming into an applying aspect, um, uh, but it's the no longer the the Uranus squaring the Pluto being the um, key aspect that we're dealing with, but Uranus trining Saturn, okay? I just want to go But that wasn't, I just, I get curious, y'all, and I'll be wanting to go look and see, but I do know for a fact that that is um, an aspect that colors this new, this very new moon, and I went all in-depth about it last week, so please feel free to look back and listen. Um, but the sun conjuncting Uranus, signaling change, like I told you, Uranus is a key player, so for all of us, we're all experiencing change on some kind of level. We're all experiencing the excitement of sudden and unexpected events on some kind of level. We're all experiencing a certain degree of rebellion and desiring freedom. On some kind of level, the urge to break free and do something totally different from what we've been doing, it's, it's a common experience coloring the new moon, the sun square Pluto that we just had this week, you know, where the ego conflict could be coming up, crisis or conflict with someone, being in a power struggle with someone, and being put in a position where you either have to defend your position or you simply have to make, not simply in many cases, but you have to make a major change. Things cannot continue to go the way that they've been going. Something must change. And then uh, the sun's trying Saturn that I talked about coloring this new moon as well. And when I say it's coloring this new moon, I'm reminding you all of these aspects. I'm reminding, reminding us all of these aspects. So we can consider these energies for the next two weeks on the short term for our short-term goals. When the full moon in Scorpio comes up here in two weeks, passionately get to see, uh, we get to see the things that we've initiated and, and have been so passionate about and, and the changes we were so desirous and ready to make the breaking free that we had to do and, and what that caused us to do. Mars wants to do something, do something different under the um, um, energy of Uranus and Aries and Uranus being so significant in this, this Aries and Rose that to the degree that we honored who we really are during this whole transition phase, 
uh, we will begin to really see on the short term here at the in, in two weeks at the Scorpio full moon. Some really wonderful, beautiful, blissful manifestations. We'll get a lot of precious illuminations as a direct result of the energies and the work that we're putting in right now as well. And of course, on the long term, six months from now, we're having the Aries new moon now. In six months, we're going to have the Aries full moon. So for any longer term goals, uh, we'll be able to take a look at it again and see where we are and make any necessary um, adjustments. Um, Sun trine Saturn. That's what is really that Saturn's the karma. Remember, so Sun and Aries is is just forming a a flowing harmonious um, aspect to Saturn that is recognizing us for our achievements. We are being recognized for our previous efforts, be it on the high or the low end. Our previous rewarded, acknowledged, and recognized, and so. Um, it puts us in a better position for our efforts going forward. We're, we're going to be making some wiser decisions. Saturn is the represents, you know, the elder or the mentor, the old man per se. And so we're learning lessons, and it's an easy um, time to learn lessons in, um, especially when you're already in this mode of reaping the rewards for the consequences for previous actions. So that's got an inspirational, motivational tone on it built in. Um, so I'm talking about inspiration and motivation. You're talking about moving forward, okay? So I gave all the horoscopes for the new moon in Aries last week. Check it out. Um, like I said, the moon's going void not even two hours after, so I encourage you and make those moves. Look, Aries is this real fresh, young, immature, innocent energy, right? So it's powerful. It's passionate. It's quick. It's in and out. But it, it, it's just the spark, just the momentum you need to get you set off in a good direction. It's setting us up for the next 12 moves. And so um, full and divine advantage of it from this moment until um, the moon goes void. And even when the moon goes void, Thursday rising, April 7th, um, 9.56 a.m. Central Standard Time when it conjuncts Uranus. <laughs> there goes Uranus again. Um, it, it sets off. It sets us off on a void moon for 15 hours and 14 minutes. Take that divine opportunity, of course, on things that you, we have initiated, uh, um, um, initiatives that we've taken um under the energy of this new moon phase to take stock, okay? Things are going to come up. When you start making power moves, okay, bold, courageous, new, adventurous moves, people, you know, stuff comes up, right? People have their reactions and their responses, especially if, you know, considering whatever the dynamics of family and relationships that you have currently going on in your life. People are going to have their reactions and responses to it, especially with Mars involved, okay? Mars rules Aries. So it's just the perfect time. The the universe is telling us, hey, hey, you know, Aries, stay ready to go and pop off and jump off. Okay, cool. A couple, less than a couple of hours after that new move, go ahead and start taking stock. 
making the to-do list on things that you want to initiate and see the manifestation of here on the short term and two weeks on the long term, six months. Get down. Refine it, you know, perfect that thing, not in a Virgo way, but just, yeah, in a Virgo way. Go ahead, you moon void anyway. Can't make no power moves. It's not a good time. That'll be Thursday. That'll be Thursday as of 10 a.m. Not going to be a good day for a job interview, presentation of any new ideas. Um, it's so beautiful to look back um, and know when a void moon is going on. Because if you find yourself, you know, oh, I wish this was happening, or, you know, you're just pining, I, I should have done this. And you look back and see it was a void moon and nothing was going to come of it any, <laughs> anyway. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> I can accept this because. You know, I know that there is a divine order and a divine time to it all, okay? So take this divine time here shortly after the moon goes exactly new on this Thursday um, tomorrow and just take stock, take stock. Um, finish up anything that you have started. If, you have, if, if it's initiative you've started, you can be working on finishing those. I definitely want to encourage you in that direction. But make sure you have initiated it ASAP, okay, by the time you're hearing this. Initiate it ASAP prior to 9.56 a.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday, just for the sake of it. For the energies on your side, if the energy's void and nothing's going to come of it, Kind of good to know that when you're making these bold, powerful, courageous moves. If you're flowing in, in tune with spirit, you've already just started making these moves anyway. So you're right on time. I'm just giving you the specifics. Okay? <clears throat> so then Friday, uh, Friday, early, early rising. So by the time we all wake up on Friday, 1 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon goes into Taurus, okay? So we're coming out of this void moon. We're ready to, you know, plant some even more seeds. But these are going to be seed stone that emotionally satisfy us to go on and mellow out. Aries is so impetuous and excitable and ready to go. And, you know, then the void moon's like, eh, you know, hold off on all the new initiatives for the moment. and Or, you know, just uh, follow up on the ones you've already started. Don't start any new ones. And then when the moon's in Taurus, like, okay, now that you've <laughs> kind of slowed down, then we're going to just bask and languish in this fellow, calm, earthy, where the moon is exhausted and it's easy going. Our emotions are very satisfied when the moon's in Taurus because we can actually just draw out enjoyment of these things that we've started, of these two initiatives. And it's not it's no longer this energy of, oh, we just gotta go, 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 go and new, 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 new and right now and, you know, impatient. It's like Taurus is like, okay, you know, whatever new initiative you're starting, whether they're in a relationship, whether they're in business or finance. Things take time. And when the moon's in force, we're just emotionally satisfied enough to take our time, to sink our feet into the sand, you know, to, to um, 
you know, dig in both hands and stay there for a while and 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 experience everything on the level of all of our senses. I mean, all five and then the extra senses as well, you know. Uh, but it's it's an earth sign, so definitely emphasis on the five. But you know, make sure they're they're on Friday this weekend. Now the moon does go void again, early Saturday rising. So you have a good um, at least four hours um, for the moon to be in towards really feel all there is to be felt about what it means to step into this new territory, this new moon in Aries territory that is really setting us up for the year ahead, zodiac wise. Uh, uh, so everything takes time. Uh, even if your dreams are fulfilled and manifested, there's a uh, an unfoldment of it, shuttle step in it. Okay. So then um, it goes void, like I said, Saturday rising early, 449 time. And here it looks like pretty much all, well, all day Saturday for sure that we get to, you know, social events with people we already know, established friends, family, people we have established bonds with, perfectly fine. If you still want to, uh, if you still are in a position to be working on new moon initiatives, editing, refining, reviewing, take stop fine. Uh, perfect. Saturday night should be some really, really good rest. You know, after all these new moon initiatives <laughs> that we, you know, embarked upon. So there you have it. That wraps up our podcast. Currently, we are official step to the weekend. I Guys, um, online, thank you so much for I love doing this because it really, astrology, I'm learning about so many other spiritual tools, but astrology has just been a spiritual tool that I came across by way of um, Brother Ampu and Sister Ju, uh that has really given me another beautiful context to um, express spirituality group to interpret spirituality group to share those interpretations with you guys on fine and astrological representation. Money, relationships, it's all outlined in our own particular and personal natal chart. We all came here with this written body chart. So, so uh, feel free to connect with me. I've got the box episode monthly email access. I didn't have the last week's show and I added it after I got off it. But I've got it in, in there now and I've got today's episode so like um, to partake, take advantage of uh full new or full new tomorrow. We'll on the twenty second of April. So like simply those two reports I got for the low level. If you would like those two reports, plus a little 30-minute consultation on it, these reports, consultation, reported, and that information is good on short term, two weeks, so the full moon in Scorpio, or on the month, so the full moon 
aired. So it's my prime pleasure that we put link there for because still in play. I don't know about you, but some life offerings, <laughs> eclipse worthy types of events are still occurring and still will be occurring when eclipse hits like we had here in March. So the lunar full moon Libra. I'm on oh, a full moon lunar eclipse in Libra in the sign of relationship. If you need to let somebody go, oh baby, this was the full moon lunar eclipse to let them go under because you got the whole of the universe on your relationship where you feel drained and vamped when you get through fooling with them. You know what I mean? Those types of And so uh, that for six months more than like okay and so other than that uh, let's see who go yeah Saturday with that void moon we don't get into the moon doesn't Gemini until Sunday early Friday uh, that'll be 12 so we'll, we will come up out of this language kind of Thinking our everything else physical into whatever we're desiring, really swallowing that. Uh, you know, I I think it's okay for eating good, smelling good. I think about feeling good. I think about, you know, just everything uh, Taurus ruled by Venus, so all things the news. You know, everything beautiful and harmonious and really comforting. Okay. But then by the end of our week ahead, Sunday rises, we wake up with the moon in Gemini, okay? So our basement thing is going to be on fluid and moving energy that satisfies us to run errands, many messages being received and given, uh, a desire for variety. I mean, it's it wants to learn. Gemini wants to learn. Gemini rules late children, okay? Elementary school. You know, just being curious and lighthearted and doing multiple things at one time, you know. Um, making connections, definitely, okay? And so being out and about, there's a little, a, quite a little bit of rest there. I mean, kind of plan some variety Sunday um, here up on. Um, enjoying yourself for sure and just having fun, being witty, uh, you know, that gossiping is found there as well. But, you know, on the high end of gossiping, sharing beautiful stories, you know, um, it's light. It's really light at all. It's the honor and fine to experiment. Like I said, we'll appreciate variety. I'm very satisfied by that. So Gemini, of course, is a mutable sign. Mutable, shout out to mutables. <laughs> and the other mutable signs are Sagittarius, Pisces, and Virgo. So shout out to my mutables because like Gemini, when the moon's here, like we're discussing, when the moon's here, as well as the other mutable signs, we're very adaptable and we're, and we're able, you know, we came out of this thick, earthy, like settledness and Taurus and here in Gemini, ready to move about. Gemini moon, kind of moon, change your outfit over and over again, right? Or, you 
you know, change multiple times a day or something like that, you know, could happen under a time. Uh, Gemini is a good mood to play with children under um, their children, children in your family, children you're close to, um, a Gemini rule sibling. So it'll be Sunday. Um, so we get good get together with your siblings, or at least call, talk to them, and check on them. Aunts and cousins also, that level of celebration. Um, anything you can really discuss, especially if you're moving around. Mercury pretty, Gemini's ruled by Mercury. Mercury. As you can tell now, Mercury just but not only, uh, you know, I, I had only discussed here this week we're currently in, 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 I, I went on to, to, to refresh you over the rest of everything happening this week. But we had real powerful moves that got made yesterday, including Mercury, this fast-moving planet that well ahead of all the others. A lot of energy still in Aries, and here Mercury is then moved out of Aries and on into Taurus yesterday. So let me just wrap up here with the moving tonight. Definitely, you want to flirt, flirt, <laughs> and smile. You know, it's it's like and be deeper. Wants to have fun and learn a whole bunch of stuff, have a bunch of different experiences. Okay, um, I shared this before, but as a refresher, if you're curious, some celebrities that were born with their moon in Gemini, and you may be able to see what they're naturally, how they're naturally emotionally satisfied or instinctually satisfied um, to be very Gemini-like. Barack Obama, Tina Turner, 50 Cent, Nelly, Lamar Odom, Herbie Hancock, KRS-1, Karuchi Tran, George Foreman, Craig David, and Aya. Okay, and so we move on, you guys. In the week ahead, after Sunday's ingress of the moon into Gemini uh, Monday afternoon. The moon actually goes void for 13 hours, okay? So Monday afternoon probably won't be had. That would be um, 1.57 p.m. No late afternoon interviews for sure. Um, definitely all the void moon uh, protocols or parameters in mind when you are embarking upon your Monday afternoon. Because early, early rising on Tuesday, 3.06 a.m. Central Standard Time, that's when the moon does enter. So by the time you'll be good. And what we'll be ready to embark on then is going to be all things that give way to an instinctive need for peace and quiet. After you talk about a Gemini moon, and you know, just like a child that's been running around, running around, running around, it's like, you know what? It's time. It is nap time. So um, cancer is actually the nap cancer, but um, it's a, it's just really speaking to our need for peace and quiet, okay, for safety and belonging, and feeling at home. Cancer rules the fourth house, ruled by the moon, the mother, the home, uh, the breath, where we feel safe, you know. So um, that's um, there's there's a healing you know, energy associated with a cancer moon, okay? Um, it's uh, it's that lowest part of the chart. If 10th house is the top, the highest part ruled by Capricorn, then 4th house, the lowest part ruled by cancer is um, 
is going to be where our emotions are satisfied here uh, as of Tuesday, okay? So anything around the home, any domestic activity, um, anything that, that makes us aware of our personal about the lowest part of the chart, about where we come our most private self, the house, top of the chart, the most public house that can be seen, the fourth house is the most private, is where we feel most comfortable. It's a real insular uh, energy there, okay? We could we could really be a homebody under the cancer moon. That's why I say, well, you could take a nap. Under Tuesday may be a day where we get off work and want to go straight home as opposed to if you're a person like go out right after Tuesday of so that's how these play out when I'm saying that we're comfortable. It has an element of the past in it, so we could be reminiscing under this moon, okay? Um, we could be real sentimental. It's where we're, it's our most private part, so we may feel comfortable going on, letting out a cry. Cancer is a water house, a water sign, so we, it, it, emotions are inherent in this um, area of space. So remembering a someone who has passed on or someone who is, who is long ago in your past are always that So mood swings could be possible. You could definitely be very sensitive to the moods of others. That's why we may want to retreat still at the house be in our own comfortable niche, you know, um, and being around those that we feel close and comfortable with, being enriched by the close ties of our home. And so um, we just want to be closed off possibly in private, and we may reach for all the things that are comfortable to us. Favor um, in them. This is more meeting an emotional need. <laughs> like when tourists were doing it, um, really for the enjoyment of the experience of it all. In cancer, we're doing it more for the future and how it makes us feel satisfied even more so, okay? Um, so definitely it's a water sign. It's another good um, energy to soak in a tub under, you know, hydrate, make sure you're getting plenty of water. Um, you know, water the plants in your home. Wonderful way to do that intentional with it you know, depending on your relationship to your plants and area, your living area, no matter where you are, more homey in whatever way you so, um, feel inclined or satisfied to do. Um, it's a really nurturing energy. So mothering someone or having a desire to be mothered could manifest um, during this time. Um, nurturing any anyone, anything, animals, elderly. Um, and, and for the sense of security that will satisfy us, you know, this would be a moon you could get a security system installed under or locks replaced or put on under, you know. Um, definitely under a cancer moon, the mother, mom, home, breast, you know, talk to your mom. Make sure you shout your mom out. If you haven't talked to her in a while, make sure you do something special for her if you talk to her all the time. Women in general, spending time with women will be emotionally satisfying for us under this moon. And doing something real just 
you know, nurturing or uh, you may it may manifest at your job or your work. This may be a move that you would, you know, bring something from home to work under to make you feel more comfortable at work. So bringing treats that you um, baked or made prepared at home or um, bringing something from home to the office that makes you just feel more comfortable. It just makes you feel good to do it that, that day or around this time. And definitely being near water, uh, the river, lake, ocean, just going to make you feel really, really, really good. Definitely there are some celebrities that were born with their moon in cancer. And so um, they're naturally, you know, satisfied in these ways. Jimi Hendrix, Drake, Bow Wow, Dorothy Dandridge, Lisa Lopez, Left Eye, Ice Cube, Haile Selassie I the First. Aretha Franklin, LL Cool J, Carrie Washington, Mary J. Blige, Blue Ivy Carter, Dave Chappelle, Eartha Kitt. Okay? All right. They know a little something about the moon and cancer. I'm sure we could ask. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> rolling right along, um, later on that same day, the moon will have just entered cancer at 3.06 a.m. And then just at 4.40 a.m., not even two hours later, we got Mercury that just moved into Taurus yesterday, sextiling Neptune in Pisces, okay? Um, That's not going to happen again after next Tuesday, April the 12th, until December the 10th of this year, okay? So let me break it down for y'all. This Mercury... uh, reasoning, communications, travel, certain degree of business and commerce in a mildly harmonious aspect to Neptune ruling the imagination, the, you know, the higher love and um, illusion and deception as well on the low end. Um, but it's really uh, good for relaxation, Okay. We need a little relaxation after all this new moon in Aries <laughs> impetuousness, <laughs> essentially. Um, then this is a really good aspect coming along on Tuesday for us. Um, it's exact Tuesday, so that means we're leading up into that as we go along for relaxation, creativity, and communication and spiritual pursuits. Okay, Neptune is really, really spiritual. I just hit that first of energy to Mercury in Taurus. Now, Mercury, I, I was going to go there, uh, and I'll go there now while we're on a Mercury aspect where Mercury is. At the time of this aspect next week, it'll be at 11 degrees of Taurus. As of yesterday, going into Taurus, it would have gone in, of course, at zero degrees, right? So in between now and next Tuesday, it will have, that's how fast Mercury moves. It will have covered already 11 degrees. Now, this is the same Taurus that Mercury's going in right now that it's going to be retrograding, and we enter the zone here. Um, I put that here like exact while we're talking about it. Um, we enter the Mercury retrograde zone here on the So that is in our week ahead on Thursday. We enter the zone, baby. So that is where. Mercury's going to retrograde when it gets to 
It's hitting this sextile to Neptune at 11 degrees, right? At 14 degrees in the same day, it's going to enter the zone. At 23 degrees, it's going to retrograde back to the 14-degree mark, okay, and then move back forward out of the zone at 23 degrees, 36 minutes, of course, and that'll be in June. It will not be out of the zone, the retrograde zone, until June 7th of this year, okay? So as of here in the week ahead, the 14th, enters the zone. April the 28th, just a couple of weeks later, it stations retrograde. Then May 22nd, it, it comes out of retrograde, stations direct, and then June 7th, it leaves the Mercury retrograde zone. So we are entering territory um, here in the week ahead that uh, we're going to be covering again at least two more times, right, here in a very short period of time. And so <clears throat> with that being said, Mercury is in this area coming out of Aries, ready to go, ready to jump off, start off, pop off, and now into this area our minds are able to kind of slow down, feel this new territory that we're embarking in. It was just, I mean, Venus just went into Aries. <laughs> the same day Mercury went into Taurus yesterday. So here we are again at this really um this 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 fresh energy as it relates to Venus, but as it relates to Mercury, I wanna stay on topic of where we're at just Mercury sextile um and Mercury being space that is causing us to kind of slow down and really feel joy where we're at, when we, when we allow ourselves to allow ourselves to consider, when we allow ourselves to study and learn and communicate, you know, and really practice things, um, I think that Mercury being Taurus is really an area, especially since Mercury is retrograding here, um, really an area to manifest a little while. It may be it, it may not be a fast manifestation, but it's going to be satisfying, okay? It's going to feel good. It's going to taste good and smell good because we're taking our time to consider, okay? And, and when it retrogrades, reconsider, right? These ways that we can, especially with this Mercury sextile and Neptune uh, precipitating it, relax, be creative communicate, and, and embark on spirit. Our words, come on, that's Mercury, that's communication, and become soothing and actually be healing, okay? Start with yourself. Hint, while the sun's still in Aries, start healing yourself with your words, okay? Our senses become real acute, enabling us to pick up a lot of extra information through our intuition. We may even receive spiritual information through dreams. Come on, that's Neptune. Meditation, a spirit guide, ancestors, or encounters with others that weren't necessarily expected. So this is going to be a good time with Mercury, Sextile, and Neptune uh, going exact next week, early Tuesday rising, 
to do any kind of artwork, once again, being creative, um, uh, writing something romantic and dreamy and imaginative. That's Mercury bringing in that Neptune in, right? Sextile is the opportunity to glean something from this trans and energy. And so uh, we're more tuned, attuned to the larger picture rather than focusing on intricate details. Neptune, it, Neptune's boundaryless impact on our thinking, on our mind, on our communication is not going to be the time it conducive down. Remember, Neptune and Pisces energy, not the energy to pin something down. So rather than trying to focus on details, especially as it relates to our minds and our thinking, our thinking and our reasoning, considering the larger picture from the vantage point of your blissful imagination, dreams, meditation, that's going to be the, the better bet, okay? Um, relationships are going to benefit from the compassionate and spiritual nature that we'll be thinking, reasoning, communicating under, okay? Um, so take divine advantage of that, that romantic kind of compassionate spirit we all have access to. Um, in fact, it would actually be a good time to learn more about astrology or other similar subjects. Our minds are going to be boundaryless and open and viable and malleable. Um, in fact, uh, we should have vivid dreams and make the pick up psychic impressions when we're awake. So you can definitely count on uh, spiritual information being fairly accurate, okay? Um, usually when Neptune comes into play, there's you know, massive one, exception, illusion. And, and, and still, it's, I, I caution you, Kyle, and, and so if you're going in on the high side with your intentions to max out on this energy from a positive um, high vantage point, it should go just fine, okay? Other wonderful things to do under this influence are going to include socializing, going to the movies, um, listening to music, or just, once again, in general, relaxing. Um, I will actually, you can kind of see from that um, interpretation, if someone was born under the influence of Mercury, Sextile, Neptune, and their natal chart, how that, by way of the communications they pick up on uh, and also send out. I won't go into too much depth because I didn't get to collect my names of celebrities that had that influence. So I'll just bypass that aspect of it for now. But you can you got a good picture of it. Now, as it relates to my mama's babies that are listening today, I've got a few horoscopes. Now, um, keep the general interpretation of Mercury, Sextile, Neptune in mind. Keep it in mind within the time frame of between around April 11th to the 13th with it being exact on the 12th. Uh, these influences and energies don't just happen on one day during one time, but there, there's energy leading up to it, stronger, powerful, building up, leading up to it. And after it goes exact, it's still there, but it's away or separating its influence, okay? And so for my Tauruses, since Mercury is in Taurus, um, especially, now this is for all my Tauruses, but for those specifically that are born April the 20th to 30th, there's a 
a special emphasis on you, okay? But for all the Tauruses, the energy is there. Mercury's in your sign. I don't care what deacon of Taurus you were born under or you have your sun or moon or rising sign. In one specifically, though, I'm born April 20th to 30th, Mercury's inside of that deacon, okay, during this Mercury sex that's been transit. And so for you, even more so, before even April 11th, as of April 5th, yesterday, up until uh, around the 13th, is going to bring for you with Mercury inside your deacon, mental alertness, thinking, much interaction and communication with people, okay, Tauruses? A clear mind allows you to speak clearly and easily explain your thoughts and ideas in a straightforward fashion. Good for you, Taurus. Chatting, reading, and writing can also occur via the Internet. This is generally a favorable time for socializing, business, studies, and job applications. Now, Taurus, Neptune is sextiling you. Okay, this entire year, connecting your higher senses into the mass consciousness and making you more sensitive to vibrations of other people in your environment, not just locally but globally. Your intuition should be accurate, and you can develop any psychic abilities you have, Taurus, right now this year, okay? And at a, at a time like this, when Mercury is sextiling Neptune, that Neptune is, is act, being activated. February 19th to 28th, but all my Pisces, listen up. Mercury is sextiling. It's inside a Taurus's beacon. It's sextiling Pisces beacon. That's 60 degrees away, okay, Pisces? And from around April the 5th, yesterday, through about the 13th, that's bringing you positive news and positive thinking, Pisces, okay? It increases your creative thought and mental activity, energizing all communications and interactions with other people. And this is likely to be a very busy period for you, Pisces. But these interactions are beneficial as you can project yourself strongly and clearly without upsetting anyone. Write down your thoughts in a diary or on the Internet. Renew old friendships, Pisces, or send off your resume. Do it. You're dealing with Neptune, of course, inside of your deacon in uh, Neptune in Pisces this year. And that can lead to the spiritual enlightenment, but also can make you feel very vulnerable and confused, okay? And so it depends, Pisces, on associated transits. And this month, it combined with favorable transits to encourage hope and strong self-belief. So as confused or vulnerable as you may feel, Pisces, Neptune in your deepest is can really be favorable if you know how to get, get in on, on that high level. One of my clients is, but I believe we're really getting getting this this particular client of mine in on the highest version of it, and starting with self. You know, the uh, self is highlighted in this particular client's um, current horoscope, and so it, it's just been a beautiful thing to observe, especially knowing how difficult it has been. Um, it's not as difficult when you know what's going on and you know how to max out on it. Okay, Scorpio, Deacon 1, uh, those born October 23rd to November 1st, you're dealing with the Neptune trine. Neptune's trining your Deacon, okay, Scorpio, all year. And so it brings hope and faith during some testing time, especially this month. Um, it's a time, especially now, Scorpio, 
to pause and look back at how the past six months have worked out for you. Taurus is 180 degrees away from you. So once again, like I say about full moons, we're in that same 180-degree aspect. Like I always say about oppositions, that's the same 180-degree aspect. That's an evaluation period. So here Mercury is 180 degrees away from you in Taurus, Scorpio, and um, Neptune is trining. And so it's just a really good time to look back, see how things have worked out, and take advantage of the positive Neptune aspects to adjust your plans as needed. As needed, you can adjust your plans with, with divine inspiration, with divine imagination, with divine spirituality easily flowing to you when Neptune is trying your deacon. Okay, Scorpio? Now, Mercury is opposite, like I said. And so what that's uh, potentially doing, my Scorpios, causing a lack of mental clarity, poor judgment, difficulty in how you express yourself, um, and, it, and it becomes real easy to put other people off. And so they could feel you're being too selfish and annoying, but you think they're the ones that are hard to get along with. And so there's where the misunderstandings and arguments can result if you don't make compromises, okay? All right, Scorpio, you can get through it. It's a Mercury trying to Neptune, and Neptune's trying to you. I know you can do it. Um, so Virgo Deacon 1, those born August 23rd to September the 2nd, but definitely all my Virgos. Um, y'all are dealing with the Mercury trying. And so it's an ideal time to negotiate a better deal for you. Um, and, and Capricorns, too, my, earth, my, my other Earth signs. Y'all, look, if Mercury's in Taurus, you can kind of say Mercury is in y'all signs because it's a trine. So it's the easy, easy flow of energy of Mercury being in Taurus. Y'all, Earth signs, y'all taking over all the Mercury retrogrades this year. So, like, this is... A, supreme energy to manifest under, supreme energy to really ground some things out under. So for you, Virgo Deacon Ones and Capricorn Deacon Ones, with Mercury trining your Deacon, it's just a really good time if you need to negotiate a better deal in any area of life, in in business or at work or in your personal relationships, because you're going to make a good impression on others. So now is the perfect time to ask for a favor or apply for a new job or a, a promotion or a raise. Come on. You're making a real good impression now, all my earth signs. So schedule any upcoming meetings and appointments now, Virgo and Capricorn, while you enjoy clear thinking and sound judgment. Go, go on and schedule them and go on and have them as soon as you can especially before Mars goes retrograde on the 17th, especially before Mercury um, retrograde after that. This is not the time to dilly-dally um, while the Mercury is trining on you. At least put it on paper. At least put the date on the calendar, okay, and schedule and prepare for that upcoming important meeting or appointment while your thinking and judgment are sound because you can at least it out now while you have access to the clear thinking. Now, for my Virgos specifically, y'all are dealing with the Mercury trine, but you're dealing with the Neptune opposition this entire year. And so that's bringing about the potential disbelief, fear, or confusion, and it is normal to feel insecure and exposed. Um, but the helpful Mercury transit, Mercury trining Neptune, 
should offer you a chance for those to see things much clearer, okay? It's still going direct as well, so it should be fine. Um, at least for now for you guys. Um, for Capricorns, y'all, of course, I just said, dealing with the Mercury trine, but unlike Virgo dealing with the Neptune opposition, Capricorn, y'all are dealing with the Neptune sextile, and it remains prominent this entire year, and it enhances by giving you access to faith and hope. All is not hopeless, my dear Capricorn. If you just have faith, start with faith in yourself, believing that you can do and be exactly what you came here to do and be. Hope is not lost. Inspiration, you have an opportunity to inspire and be inspired, to use your imagination and to um, imagine a, a better brighter, higher version of your life than you have previously been living, okay? Um, Cancer Deacon 1, last but not least, those born June 21st to July 1st, uh, relationships are a big theme for you, period, the entire month of April, okay? But it's benefiting a lot from the Neptune trying to your deacon. And Neptune trying to your deacon just lets you more easily express your spiritual and caring side. You've got an easy flow of energy um, from Neptune being in Pisces to your cancer. Y'all share all of those water signs, okay? And so you can also pick up accurate psychic impressions from others as a result as well. Um, the friendships, once again, with relationships being a big theme, friendships and love relationships, my cancers, should deepen. And there's also a, a good chance of meeting an ideal partner if you're single, a soulmate that you can really connect with. And so Mercury sextiling your deacon, positive news, positive thinking, increasing your creative thought and mental activity, energizing all communications and interactions with other people, and smooth talking could easily take care of any relationship tension um, that you may be experiencing. So write your thoughts down in a diary or on the internet, renew old friendships, or send off the resume. Okay, Cancer? All right, moving along, y'all. Oh, moving along. That's why I gave the show the title I did, y'all. Oh, my goodness. What did I title this show? Passionate Firebird. Why did I name the show that? Y'all know it's a reason, right? So, now here in the week ahead, there's this really auspicious alignment of Venus and Mars. You know, Venus and Mars are like sun and the moon, right? Like Jupiter and Saturn, all these paired off um, luminaries of planets. Well, Venus and Mars go together like the symbol for female and the symbol for male, Venus and Mars. And so these two star-crossed lovers are um, embarking upon their most harmonious uh, aspect here in the week ahead, April 12th, Tuesday, uh, 2.16 p.m. Central Standard Time. Venus um, that just entered Aries yesterday will will have um, managed to make it to eight degrees of Aries, and uh, Mars is at, at the time of the trine at eight degrees Sagittarius, okay, preparing to go retrograde. And so it's just it's just a beautiful alignment, kind of like when you hear about the most auspicious alignment between Venus and Jupiter, and, you know, it's a big deal is made of it. 
Um, and 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 reasonably so. Uh, Venus trines Mars one more time this year, July the sixth. Um, okay, and so it doesn't trine. Venus doesn't trine Mars at all in 2017. Not one time. And so when I tell you about it, <laughs> how beautiful and delicious and passionate and you know just amazing of an aspect that it is. Number one, you'll want to make sure that you are in the highest vibration you could possibly be in next Tuesday afternoon and uh, here coming up July the 6th because it just won't be coming back around again until 2018. (laughs) So max out my mama's babies, max out. Now, when Venus comes around to try Mars, it increases our desire for social contact and enjoyment. We're going to want to feel good. We're going to want to feel good around other people who are feeling good, okay? And so this is a really, really wonderful aspect for dating. I don't care if you're single and dating or I don't care if you're in a committed relationship dating their part size. Balance out our raw sexual desire. Okay, it's the it's the male and the female in a flowy, harmonious trine. It's perfect, so we can be direct. You know, Mars, the the aggression and the assertiveness and the you know the passion and the drive, but then being perfectly harmoniously balancing all that out, bringing the softer side, right? And so. We can be, we will genuinely be interested in friendship. Who knew? Who the fuck it? <laughs> Not just for sex, but for companionship as well. And increased personal and charisma make for popularity in social situations. And we increase the odds of not only finding a perfect partner if we're single, but flowing perfectly comfortable. Of time to address during tension within a relationship. Our creativity is going to be stimulated. That's Venus, the beauty, the harmony, the art being easily accessed by passion, our drive. Okay? And so uh, it's just beautiful, y'all. Anything that we're passionate about is a relation sexual energy that allows us to really flush out any desire that we have in the transportation Especially if it's a creative project that combines beauty with action, that's going to be really redecorated. You have to actually physically move around and do something has to really, you gosh, I really would have loved to look that up, but July 6th, the week before that, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, definitely want to hit on some of the signs, not all, but the ones that are going to be impacted mostly by this beautiful alignment, starting with Aries. All right, Aries Beacon 1, those born March 21st to 30th, but all my Aries, listen up. I'm talking to you, too. Um, y'all are 
protecting the Mars trine at the time of the Venus trine on okay? Um, and so you get the increase in energy levels. You get the increase in self-confidence and sexual desire that is well-balanced instead of being aggressive or threatening to other people, okay? Good for y'all. Y'all can tell definitely any Aries that's ruled by Mars definitely come across as aggressive or threatening from time to time, but not under this Mars trine. Okay, so it's a great time to achieve your desires, to reach your goals. You know what you want and how to sexual attractiveness will fire up existing love relationships, and it's perfect for the dating Aries. Y'all are also dealing with Venus in your decan. It's just Aries yesterday. And so that's allowing for a more full expression of your love, nature, and creativity, okay? Be full within your time of opportunities to express your love, nature, and your creativity. You feel beautiful, and this is radiated so that you attract beautiful people and things. And achieving love and affection. This time with loved ones and socializing with friends. This is definitely uh, here coming up next week. Aries will be the best time for of the month for dating. So if you're single, I'd I set you up for your week ahead. So you don't get in on it, especially before it mess around and don't come around again until 2018. <laughs> so Sagittarius, uh, Deacon 1, those born November 22nd, December 1st, Mars is in your Deacon, okay? Just like giving you Mars in your deacon is giving you a tremendous increase in energy, courage with a strong urge to get what you want, regardless of what other people may think. Okay, Sage? When combined with the challenging transit, uh, with challenging transit, uh, especially as was the case last month, frustration, anger, and conflict can be the result. That's on the low end, okay? High end, that actually energy. That courage, right? Get what you want. Go after what you want. Early bird gets the worm. The soldier. I forgot to mention that last. Done. No excuses. And so, um, your your raw in the raw energy of Mars is definitely being softened by Venus this month. So that helps Mars being your deacon if you have been manifesting on the Venus coming along to help help us on out. Okay, Sag. <laughs> And um, even the longer-term deceptive Neptune transit should ease off uh, under the Venus-Mars trine next week. Okay? Uh, Venus is trining your deacon. Everything in your world seems beautiful. You should feel beautiful and keep going as life flows smoothly with few cares or words. Um, Your loving attitude means that people respond with kindness and affection, Sagittarius. And so this is the best time of the month for dating and making money. An eye for fashion, a bargain means that you can force good deals while shopping, okay? Get your Venus on, Sag, as you're dealing with the Venus trine. Libra, Deacon 1, those born between September 23rd and October 2nd, you got Mars sextiling your Deacon, right? And so uh, that's increasing your physical energy. Yeah, that's increasing your physical energy, um, Libras. 
and it's enabling you to go after your desires. All right, Libra. Mars sextiling your deacon is also um, influencing you to get what you want without having to face much opposition. The attractive energy that you radiate, Libra, means that sexual relations with a love partner are most rewarding. And this strong and sexy influence is ideal for dating and depression. So, yes, it's your season if you're single for sure, Libra. Now, you are dealing with the Venus opposition. So that's increasing the activity in the love relationship department. And you will feel like indulging pleasure more than going to work. Um, relationships should go well, um, Libras, but there may be troubles if you lower your standards, okay, thereby a new relationship that is really not the best hard, okay, results in disappointment from unrequited love. And Libra, you don't, you don't have to settle for no um, disappointment or unrequited love. Have access to the energy to get whatever you want. Go after without having to face much opposition. So as long as you ain't too scared and end up going lower standards out of fear, you should be fine, okay? Gemini, Deacon 1, those born May 22nd to 31st. It's Shin, okay? That's presenting a challenge, all right, Gemini, um, that you have to overcome in order to achieve a certain goal or simply to be yourself. Anger and frustration are likely as other people just actually stand in your way to oppose you um, and oppose your will. So this could be a really difficult time to fully achieve what you want. So you must choose your battles carefully, okay? It's not Gemini's, Gemini rise, Gemini sun. Unless your objectives are noble and not threatening to others, a tactical retreat may serve you best. It may serve you best, not Gemini's, just to opt out of that love. You know, it takes two to have an opposition and being a tug of war. If you let that rope go, they're going to be pulling on nothing. That may be what you have to do, Gemini, Gemini, when you're dealing with this Mars opposition. Now, you are dealing with the Venus sextile, so it's not, I, I'm come on, the Venus trying Mars, um, and you're dealing with the Mars opposition, but you've got that Venus sextile in the corner. This is increasing your opportunities, Gemini, with love and money. Um, this is having you feel more eager to show your love and affection for someone special. And in social situations, you can actually make a genuine effort to please and to share your warm feelings. You have especially good social skills now. So making new friends is favored as people appreciate your friendly attitude and yeah, Capricorn and Cancer. Y'all. Okay, y'all are both dealing with the Venus square. Y'all are both dealing with the Venus square, Capricorn and Cancer, okay? Capricorn, Deacon 1, second, third, first. Seeing the need for love and affection, which should go well. However, the friction potentially comes in if don't get so much back in turn. That's the Venus square, okay? So my Capricorns and Cancers, if you have to go to work, it could be difficult to get into the groove because you would much rather be lazing around enjoying yourself, you know, enjoying all the Venusian things. Um, but if you 
can avoid overspending because money could be tight. Budget would be your friend in a Venus square. You know what I mean? And also overindulging with food or it's going to be your last chance to have a cake. You don't have to have a whole cake. You can just have a reasonable portion of cake. See what I'm saying? With the Venus square, you just watch out for too much pleasure, too much um, comfort, too much enjoyment, okay, because of the square challenge. From the over, okay? Partying is fine now. I have this is long moderation. That's y'all's key word. It's okay. It'd be different if it said uh, nothing. You can do what you got to do. Just be moderate. This ain't the last time you get to, you know, have your favorite drink. You don't have to have all the drinks. Why don't you have you a drink and see how you feel? Enjoy that one drink real good because you could be having no drink. How would you enjoy that? <laughs> so keep it in perspective. Bill Venus, you still get to enjoy yourself. Just watch for overdoing. Capricorn, um, y'all at least have the Neptune sextile, and, and that remains prominent all year, enhancing the other transits. Once again, that's the faith of hope. Do not give up, my cancers, with a Venus square or not. If you're not able to overindulge like you usually want to overindulge, guess what? It's still hope, <laughs> and you can still have faith for a great, wonderful future. That's not the end of the world. Trust a Venus square. So that never at all. Uh, <clears throat> and this Venus trine Mars is really going to be a good one for all parties involved, even my Capricorn. Okay. Um, cancer specifically, yes. I said y'all were dealing with Venus square. Y'all have the Neptune shrine, okay? And so I already told y'all about that um, spiritual and caring side being more easily expressed than you, you know, um, more accurate psychic impressions that you're picking up on others. Friendship and love relationships deepening. And, and if you're single, have very good chance under a Neptune shrine. Neptune is unconditional love. Are you kidding me? Having a very, you got the easiest flow of energy, Cancer, from Neptune to you. A great chance of meeting an ideal partner or a soulmate that you can really connect with. Venus Square, who? Y'all going to be all right, Cancer. I got a feeling y'all going to be all right, especially if you vibing high. You're going to be just fine. Aquarius, speaking one, January 20th. 29th, but all my Aquarius listen up. Y'all got the Mars sextile that's increased having an especially fortunate influence on your creativity and love life. What, Aquarius? Early this month, especially when it's been uh, at the Venus Tron Mars complete. Even during more challenging times later in April, you, Aquarius, can count on extra strength from Mars to back you up. Get it, Aquarius, okay? Mars is sextiling. Mars is going retrograde. So Mars is sextiling your deacon since March the 4th all the way through May 28th. Y'all going to be all right. And y'all got the, not only Mars sextile, Aquarius, but y'all got the Venus sextile, okay? 
and that's increasing your opportunities with love and money. You should be feeling more eager to show your love and affection for someone special in social situations. You're making genuine efforts to please and to share your warm feelings. That's awesome for my experiences. Sometimes y'all can come off as a bit detached, and people just have a hard time feeling y'all's warmth. <laughs> but Venus Sextile um, here for a little while, from the 5th of April to the 14th, is really going to, people are going to have some different kind of reactions to y'all, Aquarius. They're not going to quite be ready for y'all to be, you know, actually warm and feeling and, you know, receptive and responsive. So you have, it's going to allow you uh, an opportunity to have especially good social skills now. So making new friends is going to be favorite. People are really going to appreciate your friendly attitude. But last but not least, my king and queen Leos, especially those born, uh, those born July 23rd to August 2nd. You're dealing with the Mars trine from March the 4th to May 28th due to the retrograde. It's just an extended stay, um, trining your deacon. Beautiful Leo and my Sagittarius, of course. Um, I mean, my um, Aries. And that, once again, is giving the increased energy levels, Leo, increased self-confidence. You know, if you need help with that, I can't imagine that a Leo would, but, you know, there are all different kind of manifestations of the sun being um, But this particular Mars trine is upping, increasing that self-confidence, increasing the sexual desire that is well-balanced and not aggressive or threatening to other people, okay? Um, unlike last month, there are some more challenging transits to deal with in April. Still, your desires can surely be fulfilled, especially when loving Venus comes into play. Okay, that's Mars trying. You're also dealing with the Venus trying, Leo, okay? And that just makes everything in your world be beautiful. You should feel beautiful, Leo, and easygoing as life flows smoothly with you cares or worries. Your loving attitude means that people respond with kindness and affection, and it's just the best going to be the best time of the month for you as well for dating fun um, and and keeping an eye towards fashion and bargains with you. Well, all right, and then we move into that aspect is exact. Just to remind you once again, um, Tuesday afternoon, two sixteen p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm that's just stellar date off the plan um, next Tuesday. It's a beautiful day to doing something special and beautiful and passionate for yourself. It's kind of like a Venus return in my mind. I'm just like, you know, just set the tone that at all in 2017. So it's just like max out, even under the most challenging of circumstances, the horoscopes for all the signs is like, look, even if you are dealing with staying Venus square, even if you're dealing with Mars in a challenging aspect, you've got access to Neptune, which is Venus's higher octave, Venus's grandmama for all intents and purposes, saying, you know, putting her blessing, blessing on the whole thing. So it's like, it's just like I said about Venus trying to if you vibing so low that we come around to a Venus trine from it, like, I don't even know what to tell you. Venus is about to try on Mars next Tuesday rising. I don't know, wait. 
Yes, next Tuesday afternoon. Don't miss it. Don't miss out. I mean, come on, it's Venus and Mars. Find out where these planets are transiting in your chart. Find out the house position and max out. Set up your next, set up 2000, since it ain't going to hit in 2017, get it in for 2017 now. When it come back around for the last time for a year, July 6th, Make sure it charge these energies the way you want them to work for you as they continue their transit. Don't be the one that misses out on a Venus trying Mars because you was still stuck on some Pisces stuff and we in Aries. We done moved on. We done closed stuff out. We closed stuff out with the Libra full moon lunar eclipse and you missed. We closed stuff out with sun wrapping up in Pisces and now it's in Aries and you missed it. We closed stuff out with the moon being in Pisces and the moon just got in Aries this rising and you missed it. Don't continue to miss divine, energetic, powerful, universal energies and support opportunities for release. New, new is here for you. It's Aries season. It's time to do something new. It's time to initiate something new. It's time to be brave and courageous and bold and dynamic and daring and ready to go. Not ready to stay, not ready to languish and linger in some old mess. Anything that's not growing, developing, being nurtured, advancing, moving forward, moving higher, moving on is dead. Let the dead bury the dead. Don't you turn back for them. Don't you look back for them. If they don't come reaching for you, let it go. If it's some folks that don't fuck with you, don't let them go. The trouble comes when we try to hold on to something that destiny is saying let go of And that's where the struggle is. That's where the contention is. That's where the confusion is. That's where the disagreements and the arguments and the fights are. Mars is that drive. Mars is that passion. Mars is that energy. And Venus is trining it, softening it, easiest flow to beauty and harmony and peace and love and social uh, endeavor. Don't miss it. Don't miss out. If you have any questions regarding your chart and where Venus and Mars may be transiting your particular chart, they're free chart services all across the Internet. If you need some assistance interpreting that, you got the one-click access to Mama Dada in the episode information uh, for this show. Don't hesitate to contact me. I will be more than happy to assist you. So then after that, we have got, um, I'm a fire sign, y'all. <laughs> I heard my show from last week, and I had to take a deep breath. I was just fired up last week. <laughs> and I'm a fire sign. My son's in Sag. And so when the sun's in Aries like it is now, I get activated. It's the easiest flow of energy from Aries to Leo and Sag. We're all fire signs. So we share in that energy. This is Aries season. I, I can't take nothing away from Aries. It's a natural, easy, flowing thing when the sun's in Aries and when the sun's in Leo for me as the sun is Sag to feel that energy, feel the sun easily shine on me too. And so 
with um, Aries, Leo, and Sag being fire signs is really all about passion and energy, okay, inspiration. Um, I'm, I'm easily fired up <laughs> when the sun's in Aries, but y'all just bear with me. Y'all fooling with a, a Sagittarius sun astrologer, so that explains it all. Um, thank God we're much, much more than our sun sign. So that's where I come in as a practicing astrologer, someone who's this shout out to my mama's babies. I love my mama's babies so much. I got I always send them their transits on a week to week basis. I send them their transits for the week ahead in the at the end of the prior week. And so um, this week I was just inspired by spirit to give them a little bonus. And so um, a, a kind of report that most people would independently normally pay for, um, I just gave it, gave it to them as a bonus, uh, just highlighting this new moon in Aries for them, what um, houses were being affected. I both sat down. I broke down the exact sun-moon aspects, of course, because the new moon is when the sun and the moon are together. So what aspects are that same sun and moon making to their natal chart? I gave them horoscopes for their sun, moon, and rising sign for the new moon in Aries. What to expect? What how to cut? How the you know what influence is going to be on their next two weeks to six months? And at the tail end, I gave them some new moon, like I explained last week. And at the beginning of this episode, uh, there's some significant players involved that you've got to consider. You've got to consider Uranus. Got to with sun uh, Uranus. You got to. Consider uh, uh, Saturn with the sun trining Saturn. You got to consider Jupiter because Saturn's square in Jupiter. You got so it's just some additional influences I gave them to consider and how those particular planets Uranus, Jupiter, Saturn, um, and I believe Pluto last month, um, and how that impacts their chart as well. And so that gives them a full, a little horoscope, like I kind of um, gave to y'all over the air, they're, they're getting, you know, six, seven, ten pages depending on just precisely, mathematically and scientifically and spiritually what energies that are being highlighted. And a, a lot of them, that of course, within somebody's horoscope, they're going to run in a theme. So it's not like ten pages, it's like completely different information. You already know this new moon hitting up your this house, seventh house. You know what I mean? So you you dealing with relationships on top of a, a lunar um, phase that's dealing with relationships. New moon. That's that's a a you the sun and the moon together unified to do something new. They setting off on a whole new journey together. This one just happens to be the very first one to set off the entire zodiac of the year. So it's pretty important. It's the pretty important uh, new moon we coming up on t- tomorrow, rise. The pretty important new moon that we're in right now. You got to consider it and the energies, but the moon's in Aries right now. So then we get to Wednesday, um, late late night, ten fifty nine p.m. Pretty much eleven p.m. Central Standard Time. The sun, um, the moon will have been in Cancer, right? It was just in Cancer Tuesday, early rising, 3.06 a.m. So then they're on um, <clears throat> Wednesday, late night, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. 
the moon finally goes void uh, at a quarter moon. The sun squares the moon, and it sends the moon into void status for nine hours, okay? So Wednesday night, very good sleep we should be getting. If you happen to be up um, late doing anything, just make sure it's no new initiatives. You know, if you're, it's a good time to look for something you've lost, <laughs> um, ironically, during a void moon. So then we wake up, Thursday rising, um, 8.53 a.m., the moon enters Leo, okay? Um, Leo is ruled the fifth house. It's ruled by the sun. It's just a fun inner children are found in the fifth house. Dating is found in the fifth house. And both of those things are fun, right? <laughs> and so hobbies, um, anything that we're creating is found there. Singing, dancing, acting, drama, especially because it wants to be on stage and perform. And, you know, we're, uh, it's ruled by the sun, so it doesn't mind being in the sunshine, shining the light on us. So we're very, uh, we're coming up out of the Cancer moon that's really satisfied being at home and a home body. And Leo wants to get out and have fun and see where all the action is, okay? Um, it, it, Leo rules the heart, and so we're living from the heart when the moon is in Leo. We're living from the pureness of the joy that comes from our heart. We're looking around for fun. We're in a cheery vibration, you know. Um, If you have been at home, you know, on on a low end kind of soul, hopefully you're at home on high, feeling comfortable with your family and and your uh, home surroundings. But if it has been a manifestation on the low end, kind of being a homebody on on a depressive kind of aspect, moon and Leo, is going to pull you right up out them doldrums, okay? Um, it's, 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 like I said, children. So our inner child is going to want to come out here Thursday, you know, by the time we get going real good, Thursday rising. We're going to want to um, just enjoy ourselves, use uh, it, a museum. Uh, we're going to want to be in it. It's going to be a good lead in. We're going to want to start our weekend early next week, okay? Thursday, we're going to be ready. And so um, parades, parties, uh, plays, uh, it, it has an element of flirtiness to it because we just want to have fun. Um, and it, if you know a Leo and you can kind of conceptualize that energy and the confidence that kind of comes along with it, you may find it uh, a more bravado comes out of in, in men around the time of a Leo moon and more like the diva comes out in the women, okay? We we ready to stunt in a, in a Leo full moon and show out and show off our mane, you know, like the lion, okay? And so um, we may spend more time on our manes, on our hair, how we dress, how we look, in the anticipation of being in scene, being on stage, okay? And so um, if uh, we, we can enjoy the dramatic, the flair for drama more um, during a time like uh, the moon being in Leo, and we take pride in our appearance. Um, we may encourage somebody else to shine their light more brightly. Tell them to go ahead and take the stage, okay? Because we, we just want to enjoy ourselves, and we want other people to enjoy themselves under a Leo moon as well. 
Um, so it's a really good time in a Leo moon to tell jokes, send funny pictures online, surprise someone with a, a gift just for the fun of it. You don't expect anything in return. You just want everybody to feel good and have fun, um, to encourage somebody you love, to accessorize, to accentuate or enhance your style in any particular way that gets you attention, uh, wearing warm colors, yellow, orange, red, Smiling is a very moon and Leo thing to do, and it'll satisfy us, even if people don't smile back. <laughs> um, dancing to your favorite music. If you have a girls' night out next week, um, going on an adventure with a child, taking a creative risk. We're, we're, we're satisfied to take risks when the moon is. Because we can, whatever the risk, we can glean the fun from it, the enjoyment from it, okay? And so that's pretty much in Leo as of Thursday rising. And then 10.27 a.m. on the 14th, we've got Mercury in Taurus trining Jupiter in Virgo, okay? This is the day Mercury goes to its retrograde zone, which means it's going to trine. It's, well... It would. It doesn't go into the zone. Hold on, I'll speak back. Um, don't mind it. Up. That's the beautiful thing about astrology, baby. You can be exact. Um, Mercury goes in the zone at 1:09 p.m. Central Standard Time on the 14th, and it's making this trine to Virgo right beforehand. So it won't be making this. It won't. Mercury won't trine Jupiter again until February 24th of 2017. Okay. So this is the last time it's happening until then. It won't be happening again because it will have been, it, it doesn't go rich in the retrograde zone until a couple of hours later. That's, that's how precise astrology is. It's even within a couple of hours, outside of that zone, it won't be hit. So with Mercury trying Jupiter, y'all hear that word trying now. Even if you uh, haven't been listening that long, when you hear trying, you know, what, trying? That's that Flowy, harmonious aspect. Tell, tell us about it. <laughs> so Mercury being the communication, the travel, the, you know, I love Mercury. Just, I, I have, uh, we all have mercurial influence in our chart. We all have a Mercury that's somewhere in some sign in some house. We all have Mercury ruled houses because we have a gem. We all have Gemini in our chart. We all have Virgo in our chart somewhere, and um, we all have those respective houses. Gemini rules the third house, and Virgo rules the Gemini. Mercurial my chart is pretty complex. I have a particular affinity. So I think trying good. I think Mercury good. And I see Jupiter, of course, <laughs> Jupiter rules Sag. So good. That's good, good, good. Mercury trying Jupiter. And interpreting the energy, it does bring optimism and good news. So here next Thursday, 10.27 a.m., it goes exact, research, study, socializing, all favored, all mercurial pursuits are favored, travel, business favored, okay? And then Jupiter getting sewed on it in the most harmonious aspect to expand it all. Come on, y'all. That's a shout out to my elder, Greg. And um, I had a 
Big Gregory Spirit rise up in on Mercury Trine. Jupiter, y'all, is good. And so this really is one of the best transits for making plans. Mercury rules the mental processes, planning because of your good instincts, future orientedness, and positive thinking. This is also the ideal time to clean up and organize anything from your office to your whole life. Okay? Planning or setting off on a journey is favored. It's especially long-distance travels, okay? Your open-mindedness and progressive outlook enable you to increase your general knowledge and expand your horizons. Particular areas of study which may interest you include religion, law, language, foreign customs, and philosophy. Business dealings should go well, and this is an ideal time for entering into negotiations. That's very mercurial to do. So that aspect of Mercury is being easily expanded as well. Um, signing contracts, also a good time for all legal matters. But it rules the law, okay? And so Mercury in flow is giving us, you know, more clarity when it comes to things related to legal matters or access to it, okay? This can be a very fortunate time with good luck increasing your level of happiness and satisfaction. You may also find yourself helping out charities or human rights organizations. You could meet a wide range of people with an increase in social activity, and making friends comes easy and mutually beneficial. Friendships can provide profitable, can prove profitable in the future, okay? So connections, will, and feeling, things you've got going on, it may not manifest until later. But you are, are moving around in this energy and making these power moves while the energy is there, bringing the optimism and the good news, giving you access to all the research you may need or want to do, all the studying, socializing you want to do, and all the making of the plan for the future, okay? And so clearly with somebody born with this aspect in their natal chart, um, you know, this person is going to be aggressive in their thinking and they're going to be able to think and see things from a broad perspective. So no celebrities on that one, but, you know, that's a, you, you, you may know somebody that, uh, you know, gives that comes off that way too. Hey, we're likely born under this influence. Um, some final quick horoscopes for this um, passing influence of Mercury trying Jupiter, which is um, not going to try in Jupiter again until February of next year. So listen up. <laughs> Taurus D2, uh, that's Mercury in your deacon again. You already know what that means. Quick thinking, mental alertness, of busyness, of increasing communication, chatting, reading, writing. And then you're dealing with the Jupiter trine, okay? So Taurus, Jupiter is bringing happiness, prosperity, and good fortune. Because Jupiter is retrograde, um, you've already been having a taste of this, and you're going to continue to have a taste of this all the way through November of, of uh, around November of this year, okay? Because Jupiter is retrograde right now. It's going to go direct. And, and this is going to hit again, especially when Mercury retrograde. So 
it's going to hit you. It's not going to form the trine to Jupiter again, but it's going to be impacting these same areas of your particular natal chart. Virgo Deacon 2, those born September 3rd to 12th, you got the Mercury trine, already went over this. Ideal time to negotiate a better deal in any aspect of your life. Ask for a favor, apply for a job or a promotion, schedule any upcoming meetings and appointments. It's a good time. You're in a good mode and, and, and mental space, Virgo. And you, however, are dealing with Jupiter in your deacon, okay? That is still bringing happiness, prosperity, and good fortune. Um, uh, but you're dealing with the Saturn square as well, okay, Virgo? So once again, like I said, Saturn squaring Jupiter. When we figure Mercury and Jupiter in this trine aspect, we have to figure that coming right along with Jupiter is the Saturn, the square Saturn's making to it. So my Virgos, that Saturn square can have you feeling isolated or discouraged, but you got the Mercury trine. Mercury's really in your favor. Max out. Don't miss out. Scorpio Deacon 2, those born November 2nd to 11, you've got the Mercury opposition that I explained to you earlier. That could be causing the lack of mental clarity and the poor judgment, the difficulty in expressing yourself and being understood, and, and on the contrary, being misunderstood and potentially having arguments. Um, but you do have the Jupiter sextile, and so that continues to bring um, all the way through July 27th, enthusiasm and lucky breaks. So vibe high. Once again, when you're dealing with the opposition, <laughs> tug of war, look, tug out. Let that darn rope go and let them carry that rope all wherever they want to take it. Because you got a Jupiter sextile until July 27th that you've got to take full divine advantage of so you can get your lucky break. Okay, Scorpio, the energies are in your favor. Don't miss out. Pisces, Deacon 2, born February 29th to March the 10th. I'll let y'all know about the Mercury sextile, energizing your communication, increasing your creative thought and mental activity. Uh, you, Pisces, are dealing with the Jupiter opposition. It's still Jupiter, so it's, you still have access to the happiness, the prosperity, the good fortune. You just may need to do like Capricorn and Cancer when I was talking about the Venus square and just keep moderation, okay, on your mind, you'll be all right. It's not a denial. It's just a, a warning, a word to the wise to uh, utilize moderation. Um, hmm. Let's see for another sign. But Saturn will be squaring y'all. Y'all are de Pisces. Y'all are dealing with the Saturn square. As oh, I know. I see what I did. Okay. Uh, the Jupiter Saturn square is affecting my Pisces uh, uh, specifically. Okay. I've been mentioning the Jupiter Saturn square um, just to keep Saturn in mind. But for y'all specifically, Pisces. Okay. Uh, all the way between March 9th and June 9th. It maxed out, it climaxed, it peaked here on March the 23rd, but it still remains a major influence in the life of my Pisces. Um, uh, okay, I just, I'll just i just mention that the Saturn square Pisces uh, is what you may be experiencing, where you feel pressured and burden. It may feel like everything and everyone is against you, 
during this tough time, which can lead to feelings of isolation, isolation and uh, discouragement once again. Once again, though, Mercury, you do have uh, Pisces, you do have the Mercury sextile. So um, write down your thoughts, okay? Um, you, you have access to some good mental energy. So though you may not be feeling your most upbeat, um, you have access to some really energized mental energy and creativity, okay? So use it or lose it going on uh, through April the 20th. Capricorn, Deacon 2, born January 1st to 10th. You got the Mercury Trine. I've already told you about that. Um, all the Earth signs, Taurus, uh, uh, well, Mercury's in Taurus, so my Capricorns and Virgos have access to the Mercury Trine. Um, just anything mental or communication-wise, travel-wise should be so great. Um, you also have the Jupiter Trine, Capricorn. Okay, so that certainly tips the scales toward fortune and happiness in your favor in the coming months. Jupiter retrograde, I mean, it's, it's here for a while. So um, April may have its share of challenges for you, Capricorn, especially early on. But overall, you should be able to make the most of this very, very, very fortunate trine. you got Mercury trine and Jupiter trine. And Capricorn, I want to hear nothing. If, you got, if a Capricorn got issues right now, it's vibing low. You on that bull. You need to eat you some better food. Quit eating that dead food. Put you something in you that's alive and high vibrational. They have measured the vibrations of the food scientifically. It's a whole nother vibration eating you a goddamn green apple than eating you a Waffle Junior. Okay? So if you got the nerve to be a Capricorn in, in April of 2016, with a Mercury trine and a Jupiter trine, and you going through a tough time, that's on you. You listen to some. You must be listening to some low vibrational music. Come on, just on. You only listen to trap music only. Now I'll I'll tear up a, tra- a trap music song in a minute, but that's all you listen to. Only listen to. You know this these crazy radio stations has always got the drama and the conflict being so, you know, purported as entertainment. You only watch ratchet reality TV. Okay, then that's how you can have Mercury trining and Jupiter trining during a Jupiter retrograde where you get an opportunity to glean, again, insights and advancements and luck and growth and expansion opportunities you may have missed originally when it was going forward in a retrograde and still can't glean nothing. You vibing too low, baby. And so you've got to raise your vibration. You've got to get from around low vibrational people. When you leave from somebody's presence and you feel drained or you feel overwhelmed or you feel exhausted, okay, that's why you vibing low. <laughs> Do something about it. And then you can begin to get the most out of these most auspicious aspects that are going on, Capricorn. It's just no excuse. I don't want to hear it. Don't call me. Because I'm going to tell you that you better start vibing high. And with that being said, Cancer, y'all dealing with the same just on a milder level. You got the Mercury sextile, which is, you know, like the trine's baby. And you got the Jupiter sextile. 
same thing. Mercury sextiling is energizing those communications, busy period, you know, positive news, positive thinking, and then the Jupiter sextile, the happiness, the prosperity, the good fortune, the major turning point that April represents in your life, the progression for hard, from hard to soft or from difficult to easy conditions through the month that are mirroring the long-term positive transition. April 2016 is a microcosm, come on, of a macrocosm of a large, that's why I'm telling y'all about this new moon tomorrow, basically now, since the moon's already in Aries. But it's exact to early tomorrow rising, 624 a.m. Central Standard Time. And it's really setting off the new zodiac year, come on, of new and full moons. So this next, the, the two weeks, Full moon in Scorpio here on April 22nd is really going to tell on everybody. Now, how are you going to have a new moon, throw a Venus trying Mars on it, throw a Mercury trying Jupiter on it, throw a Sun trying Uranus? I mean, it's just too good, y'all. Let go of the, learn the Pisces lesson. Let it go. Surrender. Face your fears. Drown those fears. Uh, you know, fully immerse yourself in whatever spirituality means to you. I don't care if it's, we praying all the time anyway, just by what we say to ourselves and to others. Make it high, make it high vibrational, make it something you actually want to occur because it's happening. We're creating all the time. Everything is spiritual. Whew. Okay, y'all. There I went. I just had a fiery explosion. Saturday, April the 16th, 12.48 p.m. Central Standard Time. Moon goes void again. It seemed like these moon phases. Moon had just entered Leo. They rising. And then uh, Saturday afternoon it goes void okay and so we're only void for about five hours um we go into the virgo moon at 6 23 p.m on saturday okay and so uh that rounds out our week right there uh a really short uh void moon period there on saturday um if didn't get it done, if you didn't initiate it before 12.48 p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday, then uh, Saturday evening, 6.23 p.m. We'll go to Virgo in the week in these mutable signs. We started out in Gemini, we ended in Virgo. Virgo's another mutable sign. It's an earth sign. And so uh, as opposed to Gemini's mutability relating to communications and, and variety and our movement, messages, um, the mutability in Earth with Virgo is more geared towards what we actually physically can produce. We want to be productive in a Virgo moon. Here on Saturday evening, you may catch a feeling, <laughs> you know, it's, especially especially as it relates to self-improvement and things that require patience and our focus to details. Virgo is very detail-oriented, so we can make any necessary adjustments and tweaks. We can get into a real groove like just click off 
and get something done and three hours later, like, dang, how did I do all of that, okay? So things don't seem as laborious under a Virgo moon because we're satisfied, we're emotionally satisfied and comfortable to to clear out, to refine, to purge, to, de- to detox, to organize. Anything time-consuming or that requires concentration like gardening, decluttering, of closets and storage areas, catching up on chores, ain't going to bother us not one bit. Mental puzzles, games, reading satisfies our active mind during this time. Just watch out for being critical or fault finding, okay? Uh, cleaning, clean out your own closet. Don't worry about nobody else's closet. And with that, y'all, it's uh, shutting down time. I really wanted to get into Mars retrograde. I have a day early to do it next week, but I wanted to give y'all a week heads up. Look into that. Like, make your power moves now, okay? Do not wait. Mars is a retrograde, and that's the planet of action slowing down and pitting that reverse on us. In the meantime and in between time, I love, love, love y'all. Thank you for listening. Stay connected to my astrology coach and fuck with me. Peace.